This podcast is brought to you by our fine Patreon supporters. Thank you for supporting the show. If you would like to get more Dissecting the 80s, and this year, that means an episode every other month, bi-monthly on the Patreon, bi-weekly on your phone, or your main feed, more or less, uh, go to patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. We've got a number of tiers there, but at the $5 tier, you get that aforementioned bonus episode six every year plus instant access to the entire back catalog, a custom RSS feed you can drop into your favorite podcast player and get all of that back content instantly, plus the monthly newsletter where we tell you some of the things we're watching and enjoying. So visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s to learn more. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. It's Favorites Buary, our new favorite theme month. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, the cat bus of this podcast, the Macho Man. Andrew Leno. I do love cat bus. I had a funny I had a funny burn and I was like delighted by it and I knew you would too. And it fell out of my head and I just couldn't bring it back. I, I didn't it literally came to me just for I'm thinking it might be a joke I'm gonna make later on anyways, so I will save Maybe. it for when we get there. And if you go, ah oh, damn, I'll know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so each of us picks a favorite this month, and then over on the Patreon feed, we're doing a favorite of both of ours, uh, so that'll be Tremors when it comes up there, uh, later this month, so look forward to that on the, on the main feed, or on the, uh, Patreon feed, if you're a Patreon supporter, uh, go check that out, but we watched, yeah, oh my god, it's it Hayao Miyazaki, Miyazaki, I just looked, I looked it up, and Hayao Miyazaki, I don't trust myself, Hayao Miyazaki, okay, I looked it up three Literally three minutes before this podcast started recording, and then it was like, Hyao Miyazaki's classic, My Neighbor Totoro. So you know what that means. We've got to go back. We've got to go dissect the 80s. It's your furry forest king. Something got your furry forest king. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. Queen of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mega power, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Uh, so we are watching the original Fox dub of this. Or the trauma dub. The le- less popularly known as the trauma dub, but it is in fact the trauma dub. I think it's, I mean, if you want to get really nitty gritty, excuse me, nerdy granular, I believe it is technically... The Fox dub distributed by Troma. Flip it. No, it's Troma distribution. No, it's it's Fox distributed it, which is why it's called the Fox dub. I see. Troma well, produced Troma's it. Troma's name is on it as the distributor. Oh, I was always under the impression that Troma produced it. And then when they, because it was originally only, this this dub was only made for um, trans, not transatlantic, trans-Pacific flights or flights to Japan. Right. Yeah. Well, there was a trans-Pacific airline. That's probably, Yeah. It was trans-specific. So you could only see this on that flight, this specific dub. And then yeah. finally they were like, well, we're going to do a theatrical. They're like, we can do a theatrical release. And that's where Fox got involved from what I understand. Right. Uh, four years later, it didn't come out theatrically in the States until 1993. So a really long yeah. time uh, from, from the original Japanese release in 88. Uh, and then a bunch of rights issues and yada, yada, yada. It's not very interesting. But Disney did a dub in the early 2000s. And it's funny. I... Like, I hadn't watched this movie. You actually reminded me just before we started recording, I watched this movie in college. Yeah. Um, which I did not remember at all. Um, but 
uh, for my for a film class in college. But um, when people would talk about this movie on the internet, they were always talking about the Fanning sisters as the sisters, and I was like, man, I really don't remember that. And I was like, they would have been like really young and not they would have been infants. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I swear we watched this movie like way before that, and then just like never thought anything of it. And so you, when you were like, I'd like to do this movie, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And you sent me the link. I went down the rabbit hole of like looking up all this information we're talking about. And I was like, oh, now this makes a lot more sense. Because I always felt yeah. like, weren't they like tiny babies? And I'm like, well, I guess the kids are kind of young. I was very confusing to me. Yeah, the Disney dub is more star studded. Um, yeah. Because uh, the only name in this version would be May, who's Angelica Pickles. Um, yes. And even then, that's not like a huge issue. <laughs> It's not some right. huge name. They all, but they all feel like voices I heard on cartoons as a kid, which like I don't know any of those people's names, and I did not cross. I can see that, this, but it does feel like the voices feel familiar, which also could just be me remembering, you know, having watched this movie a bunch of times because you liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. But so the Disney version is like very star. It's the Fanning sisters, uh, as as so the American version is Satsuki, but. So growing up, that's all I knew. And then like, now that I'm an adult with a modicum of Japanese language and culture and how things are like, that's a hundred percent not how that name's supposed to be pronounced. Right. It, it's, it's Satsuke. Satsuke yeah. Um, but so the Fanning sisters are Satsuke and May. The only improvement I will say is that Pat Carroll voices Nanny in, in oh, the Disney fun. version, which is lovely. That's fun. Yeah. I actually, what I really like about the voice actress doing Nanny, I assumed it was a voice actress. I'm maybe I'm incorrect, but um, they don't do old lady voice, which I think is like a real like like I know you I know you disagree with me on this, but I really dislike Winona Ryder at the end of Edward Scissorhands. Oh, I love like, it. It it was eighty four years ago, and I can still smell scissors. Yeah, I just like I hate that so I hate like quavery old lady voice because I just like I don't I just don't think that's what old people sound like. Yeah. like I like that there's an affectation of old it doesn't sound like yes. like the voice matches the body. Yeah. Um so I, I, I think that I yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. I will say uh the version so we watched that um Fox or Troma dub, which is available on the Internet Archive, um, both in Allegedly standard def and then high def, although I didn't see a whole lot. Not of too much. The two, to be quite honest with you. And then I, on HBO I, uh, Max is where the Disney version lives. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, the, I was watching the the air quotes 1080p version, and it was it was loading very slowly, and I was like, forget this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, just switch over, and I really did not notice a huge difference in video quality. But what I would say is, and I don't remember this from the DVD, so maybe it's just somebody transposing it or the rip but the voices seem like too loud all the time <laughs> like like there's no like i don't know if it's if it's the 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 direction like directorial decision and it's like someone directed this dub or what but like they're everybody's at like an eight and a half in volume at all times which i think that was just sort of the a, expectation for anime at yeah, the time maybe yeah it just feels like everybody goes like <gasps> see dad and it's like i don't know they could probably do it down here of like hey may hurry up we have to see dad you know what I mean? yeah i agree i can see that the, the energy level is a constant 8.5 even when the times call for it to be a little bit lower like the, yeah, this movie gets a little sad and we will talk about it when we get to it and it's just it's just like my mom's gonna die what are we gonna do <laughs> just was kind of like this isn't really the right tone <laughs> i don't think but um 
we'll get there. And then the last thing I want to say, um, for one, I really enjoyed this movie. I, I haven't, like I said, watched it in a long time. Um, it's going to be a little different. I assume working our way through this movie because the plot is like kind of inconsequential in this movie. It's really a hangout. Movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just this very earnest little magic slice of life movie. Yeah. And, and, and sort of like ethereally and not to be too fart sniffy, but like, it's sort of about how childhood is a little bit magical and, you know, you get older and everything like it sort of explicitly is said by characters of like, oh yeah, I used to think the world was a little more magical and now I'm an old lady and it's, no, I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like really a movie about sort of the magic and wonder of childhood. And and the magic in that sort of lives in nature, like that everything has a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't say that. Like, I, I think this movie is really, really beautiful. I mean, I think that's a one, it's a beautiful message and one that I appreciate. And, and, uh, two, like literally it is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Art in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into it. I just like, I just, just warning, like this may be a little bit more like, there's not, there's not like a existential conversation. There's no villain. And then they're like, yeah, there is tension at the end, but it's not like it's, like there's no tension throughout the movie. It's like the end has tension and yeah. then it's resolved. Like it's right. Right. Yeah. And it's like the, it's really not, I mean, I guess it technically does feel life or death briefly for a few, for a moments, few moments, but it's like really, although apparently yeah, if you it's really small scale, if you are in Japanese culture, there are hints that like, it's not dire. Apparently like if oh, you look at like the background, there's like, Oh, someone is standing near this statue of like a, you know, a deity that is a protector or something. Oh, so like, okay. There are little clues if you are, you know, if in Japanese culture, you would understand like, oh, there's probably nothing going to happen. But yeah, dumb, dumb yeah. Americans were yeah. like, oh, no, <laughs> um, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It has a lot of Shinto culture mm-hmm. in it, which is a like a religion from Japan. And there's like a, a lot of, of that symbolism and, and, and um, thematically has, has a lot to share with that as well throughout. So you see some of the like little... Um, shrine or, or temple I'm, I'm unsure which is the correct word but throughout it i think shrine because it's a small open that. space that's that's what i thought and like the one that they hang out in when it's raining feels more like a shrine than a temple but i i you know i i don't know the right answer so i don't want to you know just be a blunderingly loud or <laughs> yes the opening song slaps like it is yeah and it's it's like what would now be the first credit sequence of a movie exactly yeah i also like that it kind of perfect like the opening sequence this little animated you know whatever kind of perfectly encapsulates the tone of the movie that like it's it's whimsical and it's fun and it doesn't super make a lot of sense not that it doesn't make sense but it's just sort of like this is fun and and wacky and whimsical i wouldn't even i don't even know that doesn't make sense although i think that's valid it's like i don't think it like really like that's not the point yeah like at all it's you know it's this movie takes place explicitly through the eyeballs of a kid and kid world is just different mm-hmm. you know and and some people remember that better than other people and stuff but it's like this without being like i said it's, it's hard to talk about this movie without being kind of like cornerly existential about it but i i i mean i do really like that about this movie is like you know it's a movie about how when you're little things are magical to you when you're there there's magic and wonder in bigger ways than there are for adults and so that's just what the movie is is like there's yeah. a giant cat bus and there's a giant uh, I, totoro i believe is 
I think technically like a mispronunci- mispronunciation of troll. Yes. But I don't, he does not look like any. Uh, no, I think that, that depiction of a troll. I'm guessing that's just like a cultural thing that like Japanese trolls might yeah. look different. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This, this feels more like what we would think of in Western culture as pixies than trolls. Toastro? To of like, they kind you look at the little ones under the house and like the, the fact that they like kind of live in the woods and like he's very large. Pixies are typically very small, but I just mean like this sort of like the trappings of pixie to Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I can't think of a, a, you know, a cryptid, but like cultural creature that is sort of yeah. an American equivalent. Yeah. yeah. I certainly can't. I don't know of any for sure. Uh, I love the loaded up jalopy. Like we're we're moving. It's never explained why we're moving or where we're like what what's going on there. But it's just we're moving. I think they were uh, moving to be closer to dad's job and like the hospital. So that way they were like sort of yeah. more centralized. Was how I. But he, they seem very far from both of those things. But I think that's the point that this is a central location between the two. Oh, you think the hospital is like one way and the yeah. work is the other. That was my. That's my oh, thought. He does go visit. He does go visit the mom in the hospital with relative ease at the end. So I think oh, yeah. it's like more of like a suburban or even like rural commuting to the big city sort of vibe. That could be, yeah. And uh, they're, the, the kids are in the back with all the um, Beverly Hillbillies-esque strapped furniture in this little jalopy. Yeah, they're, they're in the space under the desk where like your chair goes. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, they're like, oh, it's a cop, get down, <laughs> which is like a nice, it's a good, good tone, uh, and it turns out they're like, oh, it's not a cop, it's just a guy, and then they're leaning out and being like, hey, mm-hmm. which is, it's just very charming. Um, here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Do you think they flipped this frame so it looks like he's driving on the left? Because in Japan, the car steering wheel is on the right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And there'd be like nothing, like there's no writing, or if it if it is writing, it's it's kanji, and so those like to Americanize aren't gonna like unless you can read Japanese. Like I I'm 17 days into my Japanese Duolingo, so I cannot. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, uh, so you guys, yeah, you and uh, you and uh, we're talking about using Duolingo, and I had we're maybe going to Japan, hopefully going to Japan next year. I'd that's something we were supposed to do in 2020 and have been punt- punting. So I was like, let me give this a try. So, I mean, it would be better to know like a few phrases, very broken Japanese. Yeah. So I've been trying to, trying to do it. Uh, I'm bad yeah. at learning. I'm in the, I'm in the year bad. over a year club for my French. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think I'm at like 16 days. So I've like, there's a few sim, there's a few kanji that I recognize now that I'm like, Oh, I know what that's that cool. Makes, but I, you know, will not be able to conjugate <laughs> into sentence structure or anyway. Uh, and also reading Japanese is not one-to-one like it's vertical columns yeah. as you see when she writes a letter to her mom. So it's just like, I just don't, and it's I right, ever be able to right to left up to down. It's right to left and vertical. It's, it's top to bottom, right to yeah, left. So it's, Completely the opposite of what we're used to. It's just not, yeah, yeah. So it's extremely unlikely that I'm going to be unable to do that. But I would like to be able to like walk into a restaurant and be like, "Hello, we would like you know this food, please, thank you." Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, I don't know if they would have done that because apparently, um, there was another dub. Because it'd be weird that he would be left left hand dry. I agree. Uh, but so apparently there was another dub that happened before this. I think they said it was Nausicaa of the Valley, maybe. Okay. Um, but like the American studios just like butchered it. And Miyazaki was like, uh, no, we're not doing that. So the only way he would, and he's the only way he would authorize the, the Totoro one. Cause Totoro is very special to him. Totoro is like the 
symbol of his of the production company that like he's yeah yeah exploded yeah. was that like they would only they, they would do direct translations very minor grammar ish fixes yeah but like nothing to nothing that would be fixed due to like culture like nothing would be changed due to sure. like culture or american art, like anything like that it was all like this is the story the names are staying the same the culture is the same yeah i think the only thing that ended up changing was cat bus was the okay. this year was like we have to like whatever that was originally called they're like the the translation does it just can we call it cat bus and he was like fine yeah 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 um yeah, I, he is notoriously very protective of his stuff, and 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 good for him. But for a long, 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 long time, you could um, not at all find streams of his stuff because he just didn't like streaming. Oh, I didn't know he didn't like streaming. Like he, just, he he just like is against it. Yeah, there's a great clip of him, and I think it's fairly recent. Um, he's uh, talking. Um, it, it's got to be within the last year and a half or two years because it's about uh ai generated animation oh so it just has to be recent and these this it's these three young guys who are like clearly very excited to be showing their thing to miyazaki they're like oh man like you can tell like just from their body language they're like oh man this is so exciting and they show him this clip of like it's sort of like a monster they made using ai like it doesn't move like a human are they animators showing him yeah they're who have come up with an AI that does animation. Got it. Okay, got it. So it's like not it's it's like you input like we need this and it spits it out for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, he probably yeah. hates the why would you want to show him oh, this? Dude. Why oh, dude. Why would you want to show him that? You got you have I like you have to you have to watch this. I will uh I'll make a note to myself to try to post this on Twitter after we post this episode. But um they show him this and he is disgusted like as if you showed him like like a murder yeah like i'm just like, i'm shocked he didn't just like get up and walk out and be like this he, is it he 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 very much has that energy and is like why would you show this to me this is this is this is awful this is the this is one of the worst things i've ever seen there's no heart in this there's no emotion in this this is machines can't make art what we do is art this like you've completely misunderstood what this is and it is like i know they that people like you know make these jokes all the time about you know people getting like a sick burn on twitter but it's very very much that uh old simpsons clip energy of like stop stop he's, <laughs> he's already, already dead, dead. <laughs> like these dudes you watch their are they crying do they cry body they, they, I don't think they actually cry, but there is a 100% chance that one of them exited that room and started to cry. Like, uh, like I'll keep it together. <laughs> they were clearly like, oh man, we're going to show our idol this thing. And he was like, what you have done has set back humanity. But, but like, also if, if he's your idol, why would you think he would want to see that? Like, why would you think he think I, that was cool? Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I, it is mystifying to me and I am not a big, like I enjoy Miyazaki, but I am not, I would not call my, like I would call myself like a passive at best Miyazaki fan. You yeah. Know what I mean, I always feel like AI art only has a place in the planning stages of anything. Like if you're, sure. if you're a marketing firm and you're like, well, what we can say like, you know, show me a picture of a beautiful woman holding a, 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 a tall bottle of perfume yeah and you're like okay this is the concept we're going with but like right, after right. concept art stop it right yeah i'm i'm in agreement i mean you know we're ai-ifying the fun parts which to me makes no sense like the point of to me of automation is like take away the annoying parts of jobs yeah. 
take away the annoying parts of things is like the creative, the creative part is the fun part. And if you're in a creative job and don't enjoy it, like you probably are in the wrong job or like whether that's like this particular employer is wrong for you. It's almost like our society doesn't value creative people as, as important (laughs) people in our society. Yeah. It's like all these dumb fuck tech bros being like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to solve all the problems with the computer and then we don't need to hire anybody to do anything. It's like, yeah, great. Why don't you automate some of your code writing? Like, what are we doing here? Come on. But yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm in a group. We were recently talking about some AI writing stuff at my job. Oh yeah. It's uh, big. One of the people on staff. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I, I was just like, this is dumb and bad. Like they can, what they had they've had to here? ban it in schools because kids can use it to write papers. That's what we were talking about. And they beat the um they despite the fact that they are one hundred percent plagiarized, they beat the turn in tests. Well, because it's technically not plagiarism. Well, so it it is and it is it isn't. Like if you the um, I've seen a bunch of them where somebody did like a AI generated novel. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it was just like putting in whole sentences and paragraphs from other novels. Oh. So I think with your term paper, what it does is like, if you're like, I need a term paper on like the role of nature in Hiao Miyazaki films, like there's probably a bunch of articles and papers written about mm-hmm. that. And it just processes all of them and like spits it back out in a slightly reconfigured fashion. Gotcha. Okay. So it is like, it is technically plagiarism right like if you write that paper you'd cite that thing you and then you put some of your own thoughts or you'd the source it yourself yes exactly uh so yeah so it it is it is interesting but it's like that's not that's not to say is like you know could there be like i write press releases that's what i do for my job or a lot of what i do for my significant portion of it it's like you know, I have templates, which, you know, AI could generate a template, but it's like, I don't need to have an AI generated template because I made it and it took me 10 minutes. And it's like, I just have used it for years. I didn't have to, it doesn't require, you know, yeah. it doesn't require that, but there are parts of jobs like that that like, yeah, I could see a small business being like, well, let me get an AI generated template for a press release or something or whatever. So I, it's like, I see where it fits. It just, the fun part of it is being used to do the fun part is perplexing to me. But yeah, I students, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what the hell they figure out to do because, like, I would have used this. Like, I abs- I would have probably used it and then re. Yeah, you go, you do it, and then you go in, you <laughs> do a few tweakies here and there. Right. Yeah. You do 80, I'll do 20. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I'm a lazy bastard, you know? But yeah, I like, I 100% would have done that. 100%. Yeah. The, apparently, the one, there's one famous one right now. It's like QI something. Uh, they're like we are currently working on ways to make sure to help universities detect when things have been written by ai i'm like how yeah how are you doing that (laughs) right isn't the whole point of the ai to be undetectable like isn't that what you set out to create the whole shtick right uh so anyway uh they're moving to this new house and it's very funny because like the kids seem at once terrified and excited at the prospect that the house might be haunted Mm -hmm. Of course. Like both things simultaneously. Yeah. I also always thought the acorns they find looked like candies. Yes. I, I also assume it is not actually an acorn, but some other tree. Nut. I think it might be like if you took the cap off an acorn. But that like doesn't have, I mean, you don't see a lot of capless acorns, I feel like in animation. No, but I just mean like they are technically like two separate things. Mm-hmm. So it could be. I assume it is the nut of that tree that he says. The camphor tree. Down when he's like, yeah, I assume that's what it's a camphor nut is my guess. Although why they wouldn't have just said it's a camphor nut if he said it's a camphor tree. Yeah, that's I don't his. Know, but the, the, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't, it didn't ring acorn knee to me, but that's fine. 
Uh, I will say I was delighted um, that this is clearly like the entry point for one of Andrew's famous catchphrases. And I think maybe this is what I had my burn about. And oh, I don't. This is not with my joke. So go ahead. This this is clearly where the origin of feudal Japanese doors. <laughs> oh, probably. Because <laughs> this house is full of them. Yeah, it's I mean, it is it is. Post-war Japan, so not feudal Japan, but the doors are feudalish. <laughs> yes, they are. They're the although these are a little more solid. They're not the like the indoor. The paper. inner doors are. They are the yeah. inner doors are one hundred percent the like thin papery kind. Yeah, it's like loosely nineteen fifties Japan, but it's sort of also mm-hmm. anytime. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're not reckoning with Hiroshima and stuff here, no. but clearly it is like technology-wise, it feels to be like rural nineteen fifties. Yeah. So we're like moving into the house here and uh, dad has a friend who's helping move some furniture in. He sends the girls to go look at the kitchen. They open the door and all of these little dust mite sprites are all over the Soot place. sprites or dust bunnies. They're very yeah. cute. And this is this is one of my favorite like moments of the movie because there's this like it's just the framing of the shot is beautiful with the kids in the door and seeing out past them and like watching the bugs go. And then their reactions are incredible that it's like you immediately there's this like shock and pause horror. for a moment. Yes, yes, yes. And like clearly a gathering of, of feelings. It's just delightful. I laughed out loud legitimately while watching it. It's so good. And that's like one of the interesting like so much of this movie. You could easily do one of those YouTube edits to like be spooky because mm-hmm. a lot of it in context is like playfully kind of spooky in the beginning. Right, right. It's it's not it's it's hocus pocus. It's it's spooky. It's fun. Right. Yeah. It's it's like they they're like, is the house haunted? Is there a spirit here? And the dad's like, probably. We should be nice to them. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like yeah, no, 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 no. Like that's there's nothing. It's like yeah, probably it's an old house. You know, like other things have lived here, and we should respect that. And it's it, it's just a different approach. Is it the whole world's full of magic? Right. Um. And then he asks them to find the stairs uh, to the attic. And so they're running around trying to find them. And then finally, I love this door latch mechanism because it's it's a door that's got like a lot of horizontal beams on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a thing in in Japan, you know, that, it, that they would yeah, just maybe. instinctively know that. But uh, Satsuke grabs the, the middle beam and slides it to unlatch the door to open it. And it's always, it's, it's always just like, that's so cool and hidden in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Also, I, I didn't say this, but I, you know, it, uh, you could say this pretty much every scene throughout the movie. Tremendous dad energy from both the drawing and the vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Like the clothes, the clothes are clearly like one generation old. Like whenever he stopped caring about clothes, is like where yeah. the clothes live, which is is delightful and like very sweet and very nice to his kid. Like he cares a lot about his daughters, obviously, which. You know, sounds a little silly, maybe, but it's definitely not a given in an animated film that the parents like are nice, <laughs> are good, nice <laughs> people who support their children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, I so, feel like he kind of reminds me of Cam- like, like visually of Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah, I could see that. Totally could see that. Uh, he's also wearing Jenko jeans for like forty percent of the movie. Yeah, a lot of wide. Le- I mean, it's the fifties, so wide so leg is wide legged. Yeah. It's the eighties. Does the fifties? So it's a lot of wide. Right. Right. It's it is it, it's very very wide, and and then uh, the other part that I love, I, I actually wrote this down. It's like, oh, dad, is the house haunted? And he's like, I don't know. I hope so. I always wanted a haunted house. It's yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's just fun. Like, like everyone's having fun. 
It's joyous. Right. Yeah. Joyous is a great word for this movie. Um, so the girls go up to the attic and it's dark and like you can see and hear the soot sprites like skittering around behind them. And yeah, then um, really great, uh, like uh, uh, sound effect of like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you could hear that, but I was doing some 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 full little tippy tappy here. And then uh, as soon as Sasuke throws open the windows, you see them all like run into a corner, and then there's a little crack in the wall that May notices. Sure, it's got yeah. them like they're kind of like pulsating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when she sticks her finger in there, it's like a like she sticks it in a light socket, and they all rocket to the ceiling. Yeah. And then when one so one starts to fall, she does the classic little kid catch a bug mistake, which is a, she claps her hands together instead of cupping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I also really like that they're like these little furry black soot monster things. And then at some point they all like open their eyes. And as you said, like there is if you change the music, that's scary, mm-hmm. you know. But here it's like whimsical that they're like, oh, they're like little tribbly kind of creatures uh, for those star trek people out there like they're just like cute little puffballs yeah they show up again in spirited away and they eat oh that's they cool. eat star candy there's little star candies that they just like throw they, oh it's basically the shape of a of an everlasting gobstopper but shrunk down really tiny okay, so as, they, okay. as all the soot sprites are like running around in the furnace room they're like scattering like chicken feed these like star candies to them <laughs> that's awesome it's very cute so they go downstairs. Uh, May has this this soot sprite she thinks in her hands, and uh, Nanny comes over and and they meet her. May's a little scared of her. She's not their she's grandmother. Kind of... She's just like a, a grandmotherly figure who I guess owned the house. Yeah. yeah, it seems like maybe she's the landlord, or maybe she was just being neighborly and that she was like, "Oh, I would have cleaned up over here." Yeah, maybe. Um, but May and Satsuke realize their feet are covered in soot. And May's hands are because she squished <laughs> the soot sprite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Nanny's like, oh, when I was a girl, I could see them. It's so nice that you can still see them. And it's like, that's like sort of the entry into the world in a way that I really like. Yeah, and like no one's mad that the girls tracked dirt all over the house. They're like, oh, the soot sprites are hard at work, I see. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like, like, why would you be mad? Like the whole house is filthy. Like you have to clean this whole. It's like, this is not just a house that's been bought and they're moving in. It's, it seems almost abandoned. Yeah, it's it definitely <laughs> seems. I guess it's everything's open. Like there's no central air. So you got to keep everything open, which means you're going to get, you know, raccoons or tanuki or whatever. Right, right. Because later the kids are going to sleep and he like puts a bug net over them because mm-hmm. it's it's summertime and there's a lot of You have bugs to open, keep all the doors sure. open. Right, right. So he sort of co- protects them from the bugs somewhat. Mm-hmm. They eat some of Nanny's cooking, and again, Miyazaki food just always looks so good. It's always yeah, great yeah, looking. I, have you watched anything about the, the theme park that they opened, the Studio Ghibli? One? I've only seen a little bit. Okay. I haven't watched any of it because... Uh, is it in Tokyo, well, or is like it... I said, it's in Japan, but well outside Tokyo. Um and already I have too many theme park things on the list for our trip to Japan. And my wife is kind of like, all right, all right. There's like a hard cap on the amount of theme park I'm willing to do while well, we fly 12 hours. Where else? It's Tokyo and, and Universal and Disney. What else? Well, that's three theme parks. <laughs> that's a lot for a 10 day. That's true. Trip, Although you could probably do Disney like, and you could, you could, you might be able to squeeze Disney into plan, one. The plan is no, you can't because you can't. There's no park hopper. There's no. No, not until your third day. Oh, okay. That's how they get so, you. So the current plan is evening at Disneyland, full day, bell to bell at Disney at Disney Sea, and then 
potentially I'm going to just pay the evening rate and go ride the Jaws ride and leave Universal Osaka. You got to eat the food. They have the cake. I mean, I mean, look, my favorite theme park ride still exists in one place in the world. And if it costs me 60 bucks to ride it one more time, I will do that. And then maybe I'll get a snack on the way out. But Osaka is the street food capital of Japan. Is it? And so there's like two or three blocks. Yeah. If you're ever ever wanting a little like taste of Japanese culture, look up like an Osaka street food tour on YouTube. Hmm. And there's like a dozen, sorry, not a dozen. There's a number of blocks that are pedestrian only. And then like you have to have to cross the street between them, of course. But like on either side of the street is just food stalls, like permanently built. Like that's cool. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good, you know how like some pizza joints in the city have like a window where you can yeah, order a mm-hmm. slice. So, so that kind of thing where it's like a little kitchen and then the counters right there. And it's like, this one does all crab dishes. This one does Kobe beef. This one does food on skewers. Just food on skewers is our hook. Like anything yeah. you can imagine. Like this one just does octopus balls. This one. There, just, I saw one on Instagram that was down. like, it was like cheese bread or something. It was like famous yeah, cheese bread yeah. waffle, cheese waffle thing. And I was like, yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Yeah, and so you just basically like walk down the street and order like a thing here, a thing here, a thing here, and just eat your way down. Yeah, this one does sushi. This one does whatever. So if you're ever getting one to taste, but so it's like I was like, okay, here's a really good reason to go to Osaka. This looks cool as hell, and it's only like an hour and a half on the train. And then oh, also maybe I want to ride the dodge ride. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And now that Mario's in in Hollywood, you don't you can do it there. You don't have to do it there. No, Mario's Mario and Hollywood's like real B team. But it's still there. Yeah, but it's really B team. So Tokyo is to- or sorry, C team. Tokyo is the B version. Hollywood is the C version. And the one that opens in Florida is going to be the A version. Really? One. Mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed how slow the Mario Kart ride is. I haven't watched any of that because I'm like, I'm going to get on this. I got to wait. I, I, only, I looked because I was like, oh, this is great. And it's like very slow for Mario Kart. Okay. And it's like, well, if you want to see slow, look up the Omni Mover Yoshi ride. It's probably it's the slowest. It's the Yoshi ride is the slowest Omni Mover thing I've ever seen. Like slower than the stuff at Funland in Lewis or Rehoboth. Like the kids rides that go in a circle. It's slower than that. Yeah. Okay. So it's a little faster than that, but it is. <laughs> but it is like remarkably slow for Mario Kart, like spin out like street or whatever. Yeah, I would expect Mario Kart to be a little zippy. It, little it is not zippy. Um, but the fun thing about that ride is that uh, you can if you buy one of the power band things and and hit all the mm-hmm. bricks and stuff. All the coins you collect in your visit, you can tap to your Nintendo Switch, and they go into your Mario Kart game. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you can earn stuff. Because I was like, "What is?" Yeah, I was like, neat. "It's forty dollars," but like, do you get anything from that? There are like little quests and such you can do. Yeah, but I, I don't think you ever like win a. Because I was like, maybe like win like a no physical a pin or a sticker or something. I was like, I'll take a fucking sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I have not dug into it. I've only watched like a little bit of it because like I said, I want to experience some of that stuff. So. Yeah, I want the food. The food is amazing. It looks amazing. It does look cool. I did watch a food part. That's that's fair. Uh, anyway, um, dad's trying to work from home. Uh, Satsuke goes to her first day of school and, and May is, is too young for school. So May is five. Well, and we, five, we missed the, 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 the family. They laughed all the soot sprites away at night. That's right. That's right. In the, in the big in the big storm when they were taking a bath. Um, Satsuke, I'm guessing, is like eight. 10 I really it's not super clear, I think she's 10 based on the age of her 10 history. maybe 11 seems okay. and, and May is five they're kind of far apart in age like I mean you and I are five years apart but they're kind of far apart in age for that 
that's why I was assuming she's a little younger. But yeah, that's how it feels anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he's trying to work from home. May's running around picking flowers, distracting him. And then she finds. Uh, oh, and they uh, visit mom in the hospital. Oh. We also That's also a thing that happened. Oh, they bike to the hospital the next the first day to visit mom. Yes. Wait. Yeah. And then May has a day in, in nature to play around. OK. Oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote. I forgot mom was sick. It was just a quick visit. So. It's not it's not major. It's just yeah, reminding yeah, yeah, the audience yeah. that mom is sick. Well, it's I, for me, it wasn't a reminder. It was the explanation of what's going on, because I thought this was like a mom died and we moved to a different place. Oh, right. Oh, they do. Say, I guess it is the first time that um, they say we're visiting mom in the hospital. So, yeah, I it, it had been a while since I watched it. So I didn't remember. It, and I was like, is she dead? Is it like the di- classic Disney move? <laughs> like kill the mama? Like, no, I mean, it is. Di- know, it is Disney in that the mom character is inspired by Miyazaki's actual mom. But it's not. Yeah, she didn't die. Yeah. Well, that's every filmmaker. Yeah. Well, Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, that's all of them. Uh, I'll write about it for, or I wrote about it. You may have seen it already for the, uh, bag of soup, but, uh, or maybe I already, I don't even remember. Did I write about the Fablemans? Everyone should go see the film. <laughs> if I haven't written about it yet, I will write about it. Uh, at some point you should go see the Fablemans. Yeah. Miyazaki said that he probably wouldn't have been able to make this movie if the leads were boys. Cause it would have felt too real. Oh yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, it, the, the mom being sick is never super defined. Like, obviously she's pretty sick if she's staying in the hospital on a very long-term basis. Mm-hmm. But, and then at, at one point we find out like she has a cold later and that's like a genuine cause for concern, which makes me think it's cancer. And then I was starting to think like, oh, is this actually like a post-war Japan thing talking about that stuff? And it doesn't ever actually talk no. about it. And I could find no reference online about that. The the common accepted answer is that she's got some kind of, I think it's spinal tuberculosis. It's whatever oh, whatever okay. Miyazaki's mo- actual mom had in the hospital, okay. that okay. put her in the hospital for a few years. Um, she recovered. She didn't die from that. She died in 80. She ended up dying in okay. 83, his okay. mom. Um, but when he was a, a young boy, she got some, I think, spinal tuberculosis. That sounds right. Okay. So that's what everyone kind of takes at face value. That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, if, if the quote from him is, I couldn't make the boys because it'd be too real to life to me, I think we just assume that she has what his mom had. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I also really like, uh, so Meg gives dad some flowers. Then she finds a puddle that are full of little black sperm. Let's just call They're it tadpoles. I mean, they are depictions of sperm. They are fat little rats. That's what tadpoles look like. I know, but they also, like, if these were white, they would be a cartoon sperm, and it very, very much made me laugh. Like, you can't just, you can't just draw sperms and then be like, no, they're black, they're tadpoles. I'm like, no, sorry, Mr. Miyazaki, that's not what a tadpole looks like. In, in like, at 25 or 40 minutes or something, you're going to draw an extremely realistic frog. I know you could draw what a tadpole looks like. But the problem is you'd have to draw hundreds of of photo... Just, just photocopy it. I don't know that he was doing photocopying. <laughs> they were the the rain. Give me, give me, give me one realistic tadpole that she like picks, like like give me. The oh, she holds it in her, like she scoops up. She holds it in her hand, yeah, and gets like a close up look, and then puts it back, and then I'll give you the black the black sperm tadpole, okay. Mr. Miyazaki. Yeah, I was the rain apparently was hand scratched into each cell to make it. Yeah, that's bonkers. to make it soft. Because they were like, that's crazy. They're like, it looked animated rain is too harsh. So to keep it soft, we're going to hand etch rain stripes into the film. 
All right, I'm, I, this that only because this is. I promise this is not going to be the Fablemans cast. But there's an incredible moment in that movie where Spielberg has made this war movie and he's like screening it, and it's obviously kids like with toy guns dressed like soldiers. Oh. They're all twelve year olds or something. Uh, it, he you know was making the Super Eight movies when he was a kid. And he's like, it doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. And they do one of those classic. It's one of the best versions of this trope where like someone gets inspired by something that happens and then it like affects their artistic output. Mm -hmm. But the mom is wearing high heels and she steps on a piece of paper and it punches a hole in the paper. And he does the thing where he like looks at it. It's not as obnoxious as those scenes often are. And also it is Spielberg making a movie about his own life. So I'm giving it the credit that like maybe this did actually just happen to him. But so he took a pin. And he put a little hole in the actual film everywhere where a gunshot was supposed to happen. And so then you see him screen the movie for people. And when the kids shoot the guns, like there's little pops of light coming out of the barrels of the guns. It's amazing. It's so cool. Huh. That's really cool. So it's the same principle you're talking about there of like physically altering the film frame. To make it, yeah. Uh, as a movie, yeah. As a movie nerd, like that kind of stuff really like excites me of like... And, you know, I get why digital makes sense for a whole number of reasons, but like, man, there's something about hand-drawn that. animation, Special. man. Princess and the Frog, yeah. that hand-drawn animation. Yeah, dude. I think that movie slaps and it really doesn't get a lot of credit. It's because she was the... D- I know you hate it. I know you hate it. Oh, but- Treasure Planet? Not Treasure Planet. Atlantis. Atlantis fucking rules. It's Mike uh, Mignola art. It's amazing. Like, it's incredible that Disney got uh, Mike Mignola directing the art of one of their major motion pictures. That's an unbelievable thing. <laughs> Very subversive comic guy. Anyway, continue talking about Princess. Yeah, it's, it, it's the, unfortunately, she was the, re- as my friend calls it, she's the recession princess. So it, like, oh, that's a she good didn't, point. Her, she came out at a time when, like, there wasn't a lot of funds to, like, buy things right. and, so like, right. unfortunately, that was just the time, her timing. Yeah. It's also the last great Disney movie with a, with a great villain, which is my, like for me, yeah. that's, that's the juice that makes the drink, the straw that stirs the drink. I agree. Is the, is a great villain. Well, wait a minute. Isn't there. And I'm, I'm 36. They don't have to be for me. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I recently, there was a recent great Disney villain, but I'm blanking now. The guy in Coco is good. Oh yeah, uh, De-, De La Cruz. The guy in Coco is good. I, I, I. This is probably splitting hairs. I kind of put the Pixar stuff in its own box. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Disney stuff in its own box. Like Frozen is not a Pixar movie. It's a, yeah. Frozen is Disney. Frozen is Disney, and so is but Brave yeah. is Pixar. Yeah. So I like I kind of put them in a different box, but that but uh, splitting hairs. Anyway, we should talk about this movie, which is wonderful. It's very good. Um. So, um, so Mini Totoro's uh, here. Yes, and I her expression when this thing disappeared, like it's kind of ghostly. It's it's not it's uh, sheer ghostly in like a yeah yeah. And I thought it was like a ghost for a second, and then it she's like kind of chasing it, and then it disappears. And the look of wonder on her face is amazing. And like the faces of these characters are not drawn in a hyper expressive or super realistic way. They're sort of split between anime and other sort of traditional Western animation. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like in the face anyway. Um, but they still, despite being simple, relatively speaking, they do a lot to convey emotion. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah. She kind of chases it under the house and then we see medium Totoro with mini Totoro. <laughs> yes i do i do really love medium tone he's cute he's a little bad he's like he looks like a robber like a cartoon robber yes yes he does yeah 
<laughs> like he just, I just that just made me think of the old mascots for Cookie Crisp for some reason. But I was just imagining like a medium Totoro with like a sack full of cookies. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wasn't it Cookie Crisp? There were like two robber yeah. dogs and a it was it was a, no it was yeah. a robber human and a robber dog, and they were being chased by a policeman. Why they went with the the, like... the that route for Cookie Crisp? I don't know. <laughs> like why? That's so funny. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Probably because, like, the instinct is like, oh, some sort of cookie monster. Well, nope. <laughs> or why wouldn't it just be like a, like a Keebler elf-style friendly baker who, like, made all the mini cookies? Yeah. Like, it's just so yeah. funny that, like, yeah. it should yeah. be wrong. It feels wrong to eat cookies for breakfast. You're going to go to jail. Yes. <laughs> Good thing to teach children. You should have guilty feelings over the food you consume. <laughs> teach them young. This is not going to have repercussions that reverberate through your entire life and the, re- the relationship you have with the things you consume? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So May chases them through this little foresty moment. And growing up, we kind of had a little, like, we had an opening into the woods behind our house that kind of curved like this. Like, it it looked like... Really? Yeah, so it was it was where we ended up throwing all the, like, branches and like when we did like yard projects and would throw things back there was a spot where there was like an opening in the woods and it was just like i have no memory the way it it wasn't as dramatic as this and it was much you know taller and and wider but it still kind of had that feel of like this is the magical opening in the in the forest okay that's awesome i'm glad i i think that's super cool I, i just never uh i i loved the woods that we lived near and spent a lot of time in them uh, but yeah, I I did not I do not remember that, but that's very cool. I love her. She's like kind of crawling through a tunnel. It's like as a kid, kid, like I still feel when I walk by like a a tree that sort of grows down and and makes a sort of place to hide. Mm-hmm. I still feel delight when I walk by. Like oh, it's a it's a good hiding spot. Or I, honestly, <laughs> any any like kid sized hole space. I'm always like yeah. I hope there's I hope I hope some kids are appreciating this because now I'm 31 and it's. <laughs> It's all gone. <laughs> it's like it's a good nook. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's like her down the rabbit hole moment. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly what it is. Um, and then she ends up meeting Totoro, who you know, King Totoro or Big Totoro, whatever you want to call him. Yes, Jumbo Totoro. Yeah, Jumbo. He is lovely. Here comes the also- boy. <laughs> <laughs> Also, something that could be like very scary and frightening. Like, like th- there's a moment later where uh, he's comforting Satsuke, and like for a second, didn't know for a second. You're like, oh no, he's gonna eat. Yeah, her. Uh-huh. he's it, like, this is it. He's gonna just be like, oh, your sister's in my belly, and you will. You <laughs> yeah, it very easily could have been. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if this is a Jim Henson movie, like. She has to fight this thing. <laughs> yes. The secret. <laughs> this is Jim Henson's own work and not he's yes. made a Muppet. Then yes. Yeah. Because that motherfucker, yeah. everything was dark and twisted and evil. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I I, I don't know enough about his childhood to say, uh, but I am sure like it's, you know, reverberations from there in some way, just like this is for Miyazaki and uh the 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 like the wonder of nature and all that stuff but yeah i was just thinking like 
it's just so funny, like imagining different filmmakers take on something like I'm like, this is a, you know, I, I don't think it's crazy to be like, this is an animated masterpiece. And to be like, what would it look like if it was like Jim Henson version or if, it, you know, the, the Spielberg version of this movie or whatever mm-hmm. is kind of a fun thought exercise. But yeah, like in the Henson version, she's she kills this thing to get away from it. <laughs> yes. Or it, it comes back and, and and like she sees it out the windows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although I will say I would love to see what Henson's puppet version of this would look like. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure somebody has like drawn that and it, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's currently in or maybe I don't know if it's still running in London. Um the this Oh that's right. There's a stage the stage version. version right? Um and they've okay. purposely not put Totoro in any of the promotional stuff, like at all. They show all the other like the soot sprites are really a lot of its puppet work. And it's all like human puppeteered puppet work. Oh, that's cool. Um, but so the soot sprites are like on. It's kind of like the version of those the 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 bird sticks in like Lion King. Sure. Except it's yeah, a yeah. lot of the, it's like a bunch of strings with soot sprites, so they kind of like wiggle oh, them around like cat toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But they were like, I is it coming states? I don't know. Like, has it been successful in the? West? It has been successful on the West End. Um, okay. or maybe it's not the West well, End. Usually, but wherever it wherever it is, it's been very successful. And so I, I've told my boyfriend that like when this comes, we're going. Like I, yeah. I have to see this because they like show process video and like they are hand we like hand nodding all of the fur on what is clearly giant Totoro. Oh, so they're wow. they're they're like you have to look at him and and be amazed and also want to hug him. There. So I was like, you get yeah, it. Yeah. You all, yeah, that is that get is the it. thing I would say is about Totoro. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm very excited. Event, hopefully, it comes uh, to to our to the states, and I can go see it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, her, she's she climbs on top of him. He's he's huge, and she's little. And like, I'm not saying Totoro. This scene is why I like bears, but I'm also not not saying that. Yeah, I will say, like, you, you see uh, May, like, settle in for a nap on top of uh, Totoro, and it's like... Yeah, I wish. Yeah, man, that's, like, a really good-looking nap spot. <laughs> yeah, we have... We got a rug at Costco that, like, is Totoro color and is exactly what I imagine oh, cool. he feels like. Oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. It became our, like, lay-down rug, so we, like, don't sure, walk yeah. on it in shoes. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she she falls asleep on him, and then the, her uh, sister and her dad are looking for her later. Uh, they end up in the same spot in the woods, and she's not she's not where she was. She's just kind of laying on the forest floor, having a sleep, and they, they wake her up, and she starts going like, "Oh, I met the I met." Does she say Totoro right away? Yeah. So when she because when she meets him, he roars, and it kind of sounds like Totoro. Oh, interesting. It's like very like that, and I just watched very very, very it's like rah rah rah. Oh, okay. But he's got kind of like a, there's like kind of a synth. That was a pretty close to Andre the Giant BT Dubs. Uh, yeah. The same energy. Yeah. Um, but he, his, him and the cat bus both have like kind of a synthy quality to their roaring. Like they're. Oh, like the sound has a synth quality. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's got like a, a tinny metallic-y synth quality when they roar. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Maybe I'm not describing it correctly, but there's there's a weird there's like a an inorganic quality to it. Okay. 
I really like that she starts talking about this to the dad and the sister. And it's like, you know, I met this thing. And the dad's like, it sounds like you met the king of the forest. That's super cool. And she's like, you don't believe me. He's like, no, I just, you know, the king of the forest is not like a guy you're going to hang around with. You got lucky. You might never see him again. You know, if you do, you should feel lucky. Yeah. And I, I just, I like the the whole thing of just like, nah, kid, it's, I, it's not, he doesn't seem like he's humoring her. He's like, no, you really saw that. I just, you know, it's not, not a thing everybody he, When he wants you to see him, you'll see him. Yeah, yeah. And she can't find first she's trying to like go through the woods to find the the tree and she can't and then she they're mm-hmm. like, well, "Well, let's take this path that we know leads to the tree." And they do and and the hole she fell in before is gone now and so it's sort of like, "Ooh, yeah. what happened?" But there's a really nice moment where they sort of like, you know, uh thank Totoro and and ask her, him to watch over May and and they like sort of bow to the tree in respect and it's just it's like a nice little moment talking about the sort of broader themes of the movie it's not like obnoxiously about the things that it's about it's just this sort of nice little yeah because he even says like long he was like a long time ago man and trees got along yeah yeah um so that night we see totoro and me we see all three size totoros on a little perch in the top of the play in the little ocarina maybe yeah yeah so uh, early bob's burgers made a lot of totoro references I, it's you know what's really funny as I was watching this I was like where have I seen this? Well, no disrespect to Bob's Burgers, like it's way uglier than this. Oh yeah, but the 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 energy of Bob's Burgers, like it clearly seems like uh, it's Lauren Bouchard, mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers creator. Yeah. right? it seems like Bouchard was heavily influenced by at least this movie, if not more Miyazaki stuff. And I, I think well because Louise, a lot of the stuff she references about like anime and japanese culture is real things yes yeah and there's a couple cre- there's like one one of her toys looks like a, a, a weird version of totoro it does yeah but i'm just i'm not even talking about that which i think you're 100 percent correct on i'm saying in like a sort of ethereal overall vibe yeah bob's burgers has like a sort of totoro energy totoro energy of like you know it's about the family and it's also about like the the adventures and the wonder of childhood because like the kids are sort of our viewpoint for about half the Bob's episodes, I would say. Yeah, it's very happy. There's always that, right? But there's always that part where, like, sometimes it's a kids episode, and you're like, "Well, how much of this is real, and how much isn't?" You know, like, like how much is this is the fantasy, and how much is it not the fantasy? Like, in particular, they don't. They've kind of gotten away from this, but like early Bob's episodes, like the the one with the taffy man. Yeah, Louise's taffy, taffy man that man. she found. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I've watched that episode a few times, and I'm still not like a hundred percent sure that she actually found a full-on creature made of taffy, and it wasn't just like something that she was. No, like she found something because the family sees it. That's where the gold bar is yes, at the I, end. Yes, yes, I know, but I just like even so, like it still feels like so ethereal and silly that like maybe it's not exactly what it is because yeah. it's you know whatever. I'm just saying like there is a vibe that Bob's Burgers is clearly emulating from this movie, I think. And beyond the fact that, like, there are explicit references to... to they don't do them there as is, much anymore. There's been more than... There's been... There's been more than one, like, explicit... Like, they did the bus station thing, did they not? They didn't do the bus station. They did, um... <clears throat> they did the, um... The, 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 the seedling dance. When, oh, Do- right, when right, Bob right. got drunk high on absinthe at Thanksgiving. Yes. And then the yeah, giant turkey yeah, yeah, came yeah. out of the oven and the giant turkey was totoro okay i thought in the episode where they had like 10 different animation styles they had a explicit bob at the bus stop but maybe it's just a piece of fan art i saw that i i don't remember that from that episode no okay 
But he's sitting, yeah, I just love the visual of them sitting on top of the tree, like, playing music, just chilling. Yeah. So, uh, Satsuke goes to class, May is being watched over by Nanny while Dad's at work, and then May looks out the window, and it's not Michael Myers, it's her sister <laughs> and, and Nanny. And uh, she's like, May! And she thinks something's wrong, and it's just like, no, she just kind of wants to be with her sister. She's just and sad. So the teacher is like... The teacher's very cool about just like, all right, like your sister can just like sit in here and color while I'm teaching you, which seems like kind of categorically insane. But I also think it's really nice. I mean, it's the 50s. Like, why not? Yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And so immediately it's like, what are you drawing? And she's like, oh, it's Totoro. And she's like, stop blowing up our spot. <laughs> Would you shut up, kid? Weird. <laughs> Be chill. Um. Yeah, there's <laughs> literally the teacher's also, like, I don't know if you caught this. She, uh, Satsuke is the only person in the class wearing a color that is not white or very light blue. Yeah, she's not in a uniform. And yeah. I wonder if it's because it's, it's maybe it was just so close. Protagonist syndrome much. <laughs> well, yes, that. But I wonder if it's like it was too close to the end of the school year that they were like, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Because she said in like five minutes, she says summer vacations almost here. So I was like, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it just start? Yeah. Like, did you move there in April? Like, what a bum rap. It's just crazy. The teachers are like, "Yeah, fine. Your your five year old sister can just sit between you and your and your desk mate, and we'll give her some crayons and paper." Yeah, yeah. And then the school day lets out, and I was like, "Man, it's like the middle of the night." And then she's like, "We better hurry. It's gonna rain." And I was like, "Oh, that makes a lot more sense than what I." Said. <laughs> yeah, it is dark raining. <laughs> it it is like full black dark when they get out of school. Yeah. So they <clears throat> they make it home because the neighbor boy gave him the umbrella, uh, his umbrella. And then they just, after they eat dinner, they decide they're going to go meet their dad at the bus stop with his umbrella because he forgot it. And it's sort of like, this is the scene in the movie. The, this is the bus stop scene. Yeah, yeah. People throw around the word iconic, but if there is an iconic moment in this movie, it is. This yeah, oh, 100%. This is, this is the iconic moment. Um, uh, and so the other, the, although I will say the part of this uh, scene that really screen, strains my ability to like take it seriously and truthful is like, you know make it seem real is that uh the dad's train is delayed <laughs> and that never happens that does not happen in japan oh in japan you're right yes 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 <laughs> in japan when something is there was a thing fairly recently where a train was like under two minutes late and the company felt the need to issue a formal apology wow the trains run on time in that country. Not like here, baby. <laughs> we show up when we show up and you'll shut up about it. Um, so yeah, they're, they're waiting at the bus stop. And then it's a really great perspective because Setsuke has May like on her back in a piggyback. And she's like, you know, between her ear, her cheek and her shoulder is supporting the umbrella. And so she's like, her vision is obscured by the umbrella. And she just sees like the little like... They're kind of like bear claw feet. Yeah, yeah. They're um, they're like the tickle chicken from Jurassic World Six. I, I, yeah, Six. tickle chicken or bear. They got those little. It's yeah. got long claws. Yeah, it's longer. It's longer than bear to me. It's more tickle chicken. That's fair. Um, and because Satsuke hasn't seen Totoro yet, and so now she sees these feet, and it's like, is it, oh, she's a little scared. Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing the little leaf hat. Which is <laughs> His little leaf hat. 
Yeah. Uh, Does it rain on the stage version, do you think? Um, like, Singing in the Rain style? Because this rain is, like, a very big part of the vibe of this movie, I feel. I don't know. I'm betting it's not. I'm betting it's represented by, like, streamers and sound. Sound, yeah. Like, that would make, I mean, that makes a lot of Vibrating mylar, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, But so, the, because he's got a little leaf, and it's not really doing much of a job, they, they're like, here, do you want to use our father's umbrella? And he... um. He loves it, and like the way the rain, the sound it makes when the rain hits it, it makes him very excited. Yeah. So he does a little jump yeah. to drop all of the rain that's trapped on the leaves and the trees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the cat bus shows up, and he boards it. the The part where the cat bus's door opens, I oh, I still, to be honest, with you find it a little bit disturbing. It's kind of a weird thing to look. Oh, at. I love it, and uh, the sound it makes. The yeah, that's the part where I'm like, Ey. but uh, I love the. Uh, the vis- the visual of Totoro like looking at them out the window with the big dumb smile on his face with the umbrella <laughs> and their kids are like kind of thrilled and then like a beat and another beat and then she's like did he just take dad's umbrella <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like so good he gives he gives them a, a little little leaf wrapped pouch before he gets yes, on the yeah, on the bus yeah um apparently so cat bus is uh supposed to be a creature called bakaneko which louise has mentioned in bob's burgers it's like a shapeshifter, oh, okay. but it's always like okay. a cat that has become a shapeshifter. And so Got it. I think I think there's I think that might be the creature that is in uh Lovecraft Country during the episode or two I did not watch. characters in Japan. Okay. It, I mean it's fine if you yeah. you can you can skip it, it's fine. You told me it was yucky, so I did not. It's extremely yucky. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because it's basically like every episode is a completely different energy and it's uh not a completely black cast, but a very largely black cast. And so it's like, this one is a adventure movie. This one is a, and it's like, they do Indiana Jones with a, a black actor in the lead. Work. Basically. Like the vibe is full on Indiana Jones. And then this, the one there's at least one or two episodes, sort of a flashback to his time as a soldier in Japan. And he ends up falling in love with a shapeshifter creature, which I think may be this creature, but maybe is a different shapeshifting creature from uh Japanese. Culture. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that, and if I'm wrong, Pig-headed American apologies. Basically, the the joke, the idea is that like the Bacaneco saw a bus and was like, "I want to be a bus," and so in its cat form <laughs> became a bus that is also yeah, a cat. Yeah, it it's cool. It is a cool design. I just don't like the door part. The door part makes me uncomfortable. I just I've always wanted to sit in it. It's <laughs> I I wonder if that's one of the things at the theme park because that feel like there's no rides. It's just like a garden park, like an old school thing yeah. like that, like a vibe park. So I would do wonder if there's like a Totoro you could hug and a but they cat bus. To I think there is a huggable Totoro, um, but I just I, I feel like cat bus would get real dirty real fast if you're opening it to the public. Yeah. Like I need a, yeah. a well, personal private cat bus. Well, you could make yourself a fur seat, I suppose. Yeah, good. Um, but <laughs> cat bus leaves, and <laughs> uh, like you said, they realize that he just stole their dad's umbrella. Yeah. Uh, and then the dad arrives shortly after and is like, oh, you guys came to, to meet me. I'm, you know, so, uh, so nice to see you. And then, uh, they are like f- f- little kid telling him the story where it's just like, oh my God, we saw Totoro, we saw the cat box. Mile a minute. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so they go home. It's, it's like every scene with them just, it feels very loving. Like yeah. he's like, who wants a ride? And they jump on his outstretched arms and he like airplanes for a little bit. It's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, it is. 
they go home and plant the seeds and they're like frantically or um may is like dying to watch them sprout so this part i think is uh told via voiceover in a letter to the mom who's still in the hospital Mm-hmm. And we see May like with a little gardener hat on, like frantic, or, um, excitedly like staring at the dirt and waiting for a sprout to happen. Um, and this is the scene you, you alluded to earlier, where they're sleeping in the like mosquito nets, mm-hmm. and then they see the three Totoros like ritually mark like walking around the the little garden they planted with the with the umbrellas yeah. and the leaves, and they're doing a little dance. Uh, so they run out and join them, and then like these this giant tree made of like a hundred thousand trees grows out of the ground and Totoro throws his little spinning giant spinning magic top and they all jump onto his fur and he jumps onto the top and they fly around. It's just lovely. Like it's so cute. Yeah. This is, this is when me as a kid was like, this is, this would be the life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like jumping in and hugging Totoro seems amazing. And then also getting to go for a flight is a just delightful. And this is where they like, he is the wind. Yes. So then it ends with them. Uh, Dad is sitting in his study and he can see the top of the tree and they're clearly, it's very small, but it's clearly the yeah. three Totoros and the two daughters sitting at the top of the tree playing, you know, the, uh, I keep saying ocarina, but I don't know if that's right. I don't know what it is. I don't know the instrument. It looks like a gourd with holes in it, but it could be an ocarina. Yeah. I don't know. I thought an ocarina was like a flute. Yeah, I think I think ocarina has more... Um, note when capability. i hear that word i think of zelda zelda which makes me think of flutes anyway, so zelda it's not a an ocarina is not a flute it's like a it's like this round like a football shape with holes in the side so- and kind okay. of flute like i guess okay. but um okay yeah, i don't know yeah dad's seat not like a like, more like a pan like a, a pan flute is a series of tunes. not a pan flute yeah uh uh a recorder i guess more than a yeah. uh, uh than a flute yeah um but yeah dad sees them and he like smiles and looks back at his work and he's like huh and then he smiles again it's very like like you said like all the adults are like yeah there was magic in the world i just it's not for me anymore right right like i've i you know i i I kind of like i'm aware that it exists i just am no longer able to see it is sort of the vibe um so they're hanging out the, the girls are hanging out with nanny picking vegetables talking about how mom's coming home for a short visit from the hospital um before she has to go back and um Again, the food is is so good. Like there, it's just vegetables. It's literally yeah. just vegetables. Yeah. But the 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 chomps they're taking out of these cucumbers is like hell. I love. That's like one of my favorite, uh, like hand foods, like food related pleasures. Is like I love taking a huge bite of a vegetable. Yep. Like, a, like a, just biting into a cucumber, or I like the fat end of a carrot. Like I'll sometimes like peel a carrot and then like chop up the first. 80% and like, well, this back half's for me because I have to cut it up four ways to get it to be the right size for this recipe anyway. So, uh, yeah. this is mine. Um, and they get a telegram for their father from the hospital saying, call us right away. And this is, so this is where the movie starts to have tension. Yeah. Um, which is like, well, there's, what are there 40 minutes left in the movie? If that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not even, not even like we are, I, like I, at more than one point, I was like, there's like, 25 minutes left in the movie like how are they going to resolve these things this quickly but they do without it feeling rough yeah so nanny tells her i guess her grandson the neighbor boy that like it's never clear but they seem to live together so yeah the neighbor boy seems to be her grandson who like again in any other movie there would be like a romance a romance between satsuke and this boy and like it's clearly implied that he has a crush on her but he doesn't know what feelings and emotions are because he's a boy Right. 
but it's not actually explored. It's just like, this is a thing. Shut up about it. Move on. Right, right. It just seems sweet. Like two little kids who like he has clearly has a crush on her, but it's just like a sweet relationship that he like, he doesn't even speak to her until almost the end of the movie. Yeah. Um. So she tells him to take take Satsuke back to his house and use the phone and then tells May to go to Nanny's house and wait. But May gets lost briefly. Yeah. Well, May doesn't get lost. May has an ear of corn that she's picked that she wants to give to her mom. And and she falls down. And when she picks it up, a goat who is like horny for this ear of corn. Oh, yeah. He's hungry. this thing bad. So she has to run away. No, she's because no, she gets lost and, fi- and runs into the goat and then comes back and sees Ma- uh, Satsuke. I thought she's chasing her sister, falls down. Mm hmm gets up, brushes herself up, picks up the corn, and then the goat comes from around the house, and then she has to go down a different road to get away from the goat. No, she gets she gets lost because she she's chasing them and doesn't see them go into the house because she doesn't know which house it is. Okay. Um, and so uh, Satsuke calls their father, who calls the hospital, who has to then calls them back. Um, and you know this is where we said earlier that mom has a cold or uh, isn't feeling well, so she can't come home right now. It's not safe. Yeah. And I, like I said, haven't watched this movie forever. I'm like, oh, so she is dying. Like the mom, the mom. We would assume, yeah. Die before this movie ends, yeah. Um, and they get and the sisters fight because it's it feels real, right? And they both are like very very sad about like they're obviously have a lot of complicated emotion going on with their moms. They are children who can't express it. They end up like cr- like cry yelling at each other, and then like. Uh, Satsuke leaves and then in a scene or two from now she has the breakdown too because it's just like she just doesn't know what to do with this this stuff that she's she- the older sister but also like is still a child right absolutely because um, Nanny is trying to be positive and Satsuke is basically like I've seen this movie before yeah and yeah. it's it's not good right yeah and so May kind of hears that and sees Satsuke crying and decides that she's going to take her ear of corn to mom in the hospital which is like a three-hour walk for a grown man, Nanny says. Yeah. Um, so the whole town starts looking for May because she's gone. Um, Satsuke is asking everyone she sees. So so Satsuke starts, like, running after her, and she runs down the path, like, the, the road that goes to town or whatever. And, like, this part of it, like, she's running around, she's running around, and this part is, like, the, the no-tact Olympics for, like, ten minutes here. Because first she's, like, this this like farmer is like on a hilltop and she runs up to the farmer and she's like hey i'm looking for my sister she's like five have you seen her and he's like uh maybe and then like a beat a beat and then he's like you know a lot of people come by here i don't really know and it's like are you he also goes are you sure it's your sister and i was like what yeah what do you mean yeah like and she kind of like brushes him off she's on the path again and then this like couple comes up in this like motorcycle with a cart behind it and almost crashes into her and they're like, oh, uh, we just came from the town that you're going. They're looking they where the hospital is, and we didn't see anybody along the path. And and they're like, but, well, anyway, good luck uh, go looking for your sister. Bye. And, and don't offer her a ride, even though they're very clearly going the direction she's about to go. No, they're coming from that direction. Yes, I know, but she turns around then. Oh, yeah. She's like, they didn't see her, so I'm turning around. And they're just like, all right, bye. Because they even say, you <laughs> ran from there? Child. That's three hours. Yeah, yeah, it's like, maybe offer her a ride down the road. You have a cart, put her in it. And then uh, the neighbor boy sees her, and he's like, hey, I'm going to take my bike to the hospital. Oh, yeah, this is worse. This is the end of the no-tact Olympics. It's, it's, I think this, this has got to be a translation mishap. Because um, he's like, hey, you, why don't you go back to my uh, house and wait by the phone? I'm going to bike to the hospital. 
And she's like, but uh, if she if she tried to get to the hospital herself, she got lost. And he goes, hey, wait a minute. Someone found a sandals by the lake half an hour ago. And I was like, I get like that feels like in with with yeah. English translation, we could have cleaned that up a bit. So it doesn't seem like he forgot about yes. this very important thing. Yes. Also, inconsequential to the thing we're talking about, but the way this kid is riding, the, like, he's way too small to ride the bike, so he's, like, standing through it, and all I could think of was, like, the horrific injury that is about to happen oh, yeah. to this child. Oh, yeah. He's gonna ruin his legs. Yeah, like, just the the chain's gonna wrap around his ankle or something horrific. I mean, it's gonna be really bad. But then, so, like, very clearly people think the kid fell in the lake because they're using, like, poles and, like, big bamboo poles and searching the yeah, lake. They're dredging this think. lake. Yeah, and Nanny is, like, praying or doing something similar over the shoe and, and like, trying to figure out. And then May, uh, sorry, that they, they think this is May's shoe. And then Satsuke gets there, and she shows her the shoe, and she's like, that's not my sister's shoe. But I was like, she definitely put shoes on that looked almost exactly They didn't have like flowers this. on them. Okay, because I, that was, they're, like, they, They're the same shoe, but they have a flower in between the toes, and May's yeah, sandals I did not. did not. Okay, I I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's her shoe. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, did Totoro, she jumped on Totoro and her shoes fell off. Like, I was trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Although, so there, of course, because everything is like this on the internet, there is the dark theory that she did actually die. Oh. I don't remember, I don't, I don't put any, I haven't bothered to, like, research, because I'm like, where, you're pulling, you're reaching, and you're pulling. Yeah. Well, yeah, because. They find her. Oh, well, only May or only Satsuke ever sees her, though. So I guess I see how someone could do that. Yeah. No, because at the very end, May, uh, Nanny hugs her. Oh, you're right. She does. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. That's they're 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 dumb. But yeah. Um. Anyway, Satsuke is like, I gotta find Totoro. She goes into the woods. She's like, I need to, I need him for help. Um. She accidentally trampolines on Totoro, which is kind of like it seems great to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is where we talked about that it's a little scary. He like he's got the big bear claws, or you say yes. the tickle chicken claws. The tickle chicken claws. Please respect the fiction. And he grabs her, but it's because he doesn't have fingers. He just has claws. It's yeah. it's so del the way he grabs things has like a delicateness to it. Yeah. If anyone has ever, he clearly doesn't want to hurt. If him. anyone has ever worn long fake nails, there's it's that way that you hold things that everything has like a. A softness to it that you're like well i have to do yeah. things different now but it looks like he's yeah. about to pop her in his mouth like a snack yeah yeah absolutely um but uh but nope instead by god that's cat bus's music he it's really cute because he he grabs her and he like pops up out of the tree and it's like a whoop yeah. and then he lands on it and he runs sideways up the tree to pop out the yeah. top and call on cat bus really great scamper noises as the cat bus comes up the tree as well i like that part it's like running through people and they're not noticing anything yeah yeah and so it it jumps up and it opens his little door and he's like in you go it's a little crazy i thought it was weird i always think it's weird he doesn't go with her yes um because we see him fit in there yeah uh but then the the front of the bus where it says like destination does like a bunch of flippy flippies and then it says next stop little sister which is so fun it is. It's delightful. So they, they pull up to where May is, and she gets in as well, and then he's like, well, time to go see your mom at the hospital, because the sister was trying to, May was trying to bring the little uh, ear of corn she had picked to her mom in the hospital. Uh, so they see their dad and their mom in the hospital, like they're just watching from a tree, and then they sneak the, co- they like carve into the corn and sneak it onto the windowsill. This is for mom. Yeah, yeah. And it's like such a delightful little kid thing, because it's like, 
I mean, you can eat a raw ear of corn, but it is not the most pleasurable of food experience. I feel like cucumber is the better of the raw fruit that they were eating. Yes. Yeah, but you, but if you carved into the cucumber, it would be a nightmare. Like you'd ruin the cucumber. Yeah, exactly. It would be rotting momentarily. So it's just like I don't, I get it, but also it's kind of just like, ah, what's she supposed to do with an ear of corn? Um, and then m- mom looks out the window and is like, I swear, I just saw uh, May and Satsuke. Does she say? I can't remember. Does she say? She says. Uh, she says the girls. The girls. Um, and it's like again, like adults are like magic is real. It's just not for me anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, the dad's like, well, uh, I think you might be right, because this ear of corn says... For mom. Hey, mom, get well soon, you know, or whatever. I forget the specifics, but something along those lines. Um, and then we get the... I think it's... The Japanese name is Tonari no Totoro, the song. And we get happy wrap ups Yeah, yeah. With a, the, We see Nanny hugging the girls, and, you know, we just sort of... They ride cat bus home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is, like I said, it's like... The 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 plot of this movie is sort of inconsequential to what it's trying to accomplish, which is it's a, f- a vibe. it's feelings and vibes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of shaggy as a movie. It's very much in the vein of other hangout movies, where like the plot is really not all that inco- not not that important. It's almost inconsequential because like the point of this movie is to just like really create a time and place in a deep artistic way, like all of the all of the pieces of it is as deeply as you can can feel them. yeah i love it uh it's it yeah I, it's i mean it's just it's a really beautiful movie and and also like about the magic of childhood in a way that is just super satisfying to watch as an adult which i probably didn't get i was gonna ask you this and i don't remember was this just part you had like perhaps a pokemon induced no i guess timing wise that's probably this would have been pre pokemon had a brief you had a brief Japanophile phase. Is this just part of that? Or do you I know think how this movie came into the into your life? I've had this. I feel like we had this on VHS. So like this was a pre Pokemon thing. Yeah. I don't. I just. I have like. I have no logical explanation other than like maybe mom heard about it and thought you would like it, which is also reasonable. I just don't know that because we also had a we. So we had the like the Disney's, but then we also had like yeah. Once Upon a Forest, which like seven yeah. other people I've ever met know what that yeah. movie is which yeah. is just like just some random kids a very ham-fisted movie about saving the environment um yeah i really don't remember that movie at all it's literally uh the plot is a driver throws a glass bottle out their window and then it an oil rig po- tire pops and leaks poison into this entire oh. village of animal of creatures so these three mm. kids have to run away and find um get ingredients for a potion that will heal the little girl who's now dying from the poison okay that is only the second craziest movie i've ever heard of that gets all set off by a glass bottle yeah it's it's buck wild have you ever seen the gods must be crazy because that also hinges on a coke bottle no I'm not going to get into all the who's and what's and why's because I haven't watched it in 20 years, but like a, a Coke bottle falls from an airplane and causes havoc in an African village. It's probably extremely racist. Oh, probably. It's my guess. Um, but yeah, it's like we had a couple rant, like we're back the dinosaurs movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that one's logical. Like it's a, it's a, it was a clamshell VHS with dinosaurs on the cover. Like it feels right at home. Plus Whoopi was in it. Mom liked Whoopi. Was Whoopi one of the, was Whoopi the pterodactyl? Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought Whoopi was one of the dinosaurs. I don't think so. John Maybe Goodman is one of the dinosaurs, and Julia Child is in it. Okay. Well, that would also be a, a mom catnip. Yeah. 
But how would she know Julia Child was in this random movie? It's not like there was the internet. Her name's probably on the cover. I don't remember if it is, but yeah. So I, I think it might. I'm guessing it's. There's no way. There's no way Julia Child's name isn't on the box for that movie. I. No. She has like five lines in this movie. Does yeah, I know, but there's no way. I don't know, because it's like Yardley Smith. No, um, who's Lisa Simpson? You're right. It's, I believe it's pronounced Yardley, but Yardley. I knew what you meant. Like she's in the, in in We're Back. John Goodman's in We're Back. Like right. Um. Yeah, I just, this this is so unlike the things you're talking about that it made me think it was like Andrew had a friend or somebody introduced it, and and you also had like a brief anime phase, uh, yeah. as well. But I I thought that was Pokemon coincided. So. so the anime phase was Pokemon coincided, but this was just a thing that I had, and and it's funny because like okay. for a while I I hadn't seen a lot of Miyazaki, but I love Totoro, and so people would assume yeah, yeah. they'd be like. Oh, what's your favorite Miyazaki? I'm like, yeah, I don't know Miyazaki. I know Totoro. I just like Totoro, yeah. But like I'm I'm branching out now and actually like watching some of his stuff because he's obviously obviously he's brilliant and I know that, but I just had never watched. Yeah. And um Is the one with the red turtle, is it just called Red Turtle? Is that him or am I just being racist because it's also Japanese? I don't know Red Turtle. Is it are you talking about Ponyo? No, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, I remember why I it might have been a height of COVID thing, but I remember watching it fairly recently, although you know I don't remember anything. But it was Academy Award nominated and it was like a really beautiful movie Recent? about a red sea turtle. Yeah, yeah last uh, like last ten years you would say. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. I yeah, I don't know the red turtle. Yeah, I got nominated. I might just be being racist and like, oh, it's Japanese, so it must be because he because Miyazaki doesn't do much anymore. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily feel like his uh, style. Oh, I'm looking at this. Oh, what, what? It is not directed by him, but it is a Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, is it? Okay. And it is called The Red Turtle. Hmm. I wonder if it's about a... Does the turtle have a hole in his head? A hole in its head? Yeah. Answer the question. Just the standard, just the standard nostrils. Okay. Well, no, there's a, there's a Japanese... Uh, I don't say creature. Um, folklore character called the Kappa... And it's a turtle with a hole, like a like a divot in his head that's filled with water. And the way you oh. defeat him is to by tricking him into bowing so that all the water pours out, and then he can't move. I see. No, this is a sea turtle that keeps blowing up this guy's raft when he tries to leave this island he's been stranded on. Oh, weird. I don't remember that any more than that, but I, I do remember it being very beautiful. And it is a Ghibli movie, so like stylistically... I feel less racist about just assuming <laughs> Miyazaki because it was Japanese. It's like, well, it's his production company. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I have not watched nearly enough of his, but this movie is great and uh, it's highly worth your time. It's a great entry point into Miyazaki. You might like this and decide to watch some others. So I definitely re- recommend this. And it's available on the Internet Archive, which is great with this nice uh, Fox slash. You can watch. Yeah. Dub. If you want to watch the Fox dub, it's available. If you want to watch the Disney dub, that's available. Yeah, I don't know if the subtitled version is available stateside anymore, but I, you know, it should be if it's not. Yeah. Although I will say I, this dub is very good in that the English actors match the line length to the Japanese line length, mm-hmm. so the mouths match, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, although I do have a friend who we were talking about Totoro, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't. I, I only. I grew up watching the the subtitled versions," and I was like, "Oh wow, that was. I could not have done that as a child." Yeah, like your DVD didn't have that, did it? I'm guessing. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Do you still have the DVD? I think it's worth quite a lot. I mean, I do. I don't know if it is worth it. I'll have to look it up and see if it's worth anything. They're all out of print, so they are. They command a pretty good Oh, is it really? Wow. The Disney one is also out of print. 
Is it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. There are no, yeah, the, yeah I don't, uh, maybe it's gone back into print or whatever, but it at least for a time was out of print, so. Oh, well, anyway, uh, this is a great movie and you should watch it. I agree. And, uh, we will continue favorites February with Tremors on Patreon some point later this month, but uh, in two weeks here on the main feed, we're doing one of my all-time faves as part of our year-long celebration of Dr. Jones, uh, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade. We'll be doing that, uh, and then, you know, June, I think, May, whenever that comes out, we'll get you two more whenever. Indiana Jones ones. And then uh, if you guys want to hear the fourth one, you can do that for Listener Request Month. So uh, thank you so very much for listening to the show. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash the 80s We're at dissect the 80s on Twitter, and we love to hear from you. And we post, uh, you know, whenever we have schedule issues or whatever, uh, like this past episode that we missed, We'll get to Christine uh, later this year for sure. Uh, I think we found a slot for it already. And if not, we'll do it whenever they do the Brian Fuller one, if that ever comes to fruition. Yeah. Thank you so very much for supporting the show and listening to it. Uh, don't forget to rate and review and follow it wherever you get your podcasts. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a Chum Some of This production. <laughs> <laughs>